Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp here with Blake Alderman. Blake, uh, it's been a little bit since our last episode of the podcast. We kind of talked about uh, Billy Napier's hire at Florida, some of our initial reactions to that. The dust has kind of had a little bit of a little bit of time to settle at this point. So I think it's a it's a good point to circle back around. Blake, recruiting is obviously the number one focus, I think, right now with the early signing period coming up on December 15th. Billy Napier at his introductory press conference made it pretty clear that he's going to be patient and deliberate with his approach in recruiting, and he's not going to sign guys in this early signing period just to sign them. So I guess first things first, Blake, there's been a couple recent changes in Florida's class. Two decommitments, the big one obviously being quarterback Nick Evers, who was a guy I think a lot of Gator fans really liked because he kind of recruited uh, in this 2022 class for Florida. It was very, very pro-UF. And then obviously the other one was four-star receiver, C.J. Smith. So, Blake, can you fill us in a little bit on maybe why these decommitments are happening and, and give us maybe the lay of the land when it comes to recruiting right now? Well, with C.J. Smith, Chandler Smith, um, that's what he's listed on his 24-7 sports profile, the four-star wide receiver from there in the Orlando area. Um, he committed to Florida back in June, uh, took an official visit there. Um, but, you know, after the coaching change happened, you know, he was kind of monitoring things, seeing what was going on. Um, you know, as of, you know, last night when he opened things up, you know, there had been very minimal and if much at all contact with the new coaching staff and coach Napier, um, you know, with signing day coming up next week, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of crunch time for these guys. Um, so, you know, he wanted to run track and play football, you know, both at the same, you know, in college, that was really important to him. You know, this is a 10, 200 meter dash. Um, guy. I mean, he's a speedy type of guy. Wanted to do both of those sports. Very important, like I said. Um, just the fact of really not hearing from the coaching staff. You know, I think that right now, you know, like you hit the nail on the head, Coach uh, Napier is being very methodical. Not only is he evaluating the targets that were Florida's, you know, on Florida's board previously, but he's also evaluating a lot of the commitments. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, you know Chandler Smith, um, you know, hadn't really been hearing consistently from Coach Napier. He took an official visit to Tennessee this past weekend. Um, it seems like they're going to be a school that's uh, at least that's who I'm keeping an eye on because they are talking about, you know, having him be able to run track and play football, um, you know, just kind of coming up with that fresh visit there. Uh, you know, with Nick Evers, that's a little bit of a surprise to me. You know, he had a, a in-home visit. Well, I, I guess they met by the school. Either way, in-home visit with, you know, Coach Napier on Tuesday. Um, you know, the parents were both there, you know, talked to him about kind of the plan for things going on, you know, kind of mapping things out because, you know, we had Ryan O'Hara, who I know we'll get into later on staff hires, but he's going to be an, an uh, 
offensive analyst who's going to deal with quarterbacks because, you know, Coach Napier is going to be the QB coach. He's going to be the play caller. Um, he's going to be the head coach. So he's going to be kind of the brains of that operation as far as quarterbacks and offense goes. Um, so, you know, meeting with those guys, um, you know, I had heard coming out of that visit, you know, that, you know, things went fairly well, you know, that, you know, I didn't hear any kind of type of concerns, you know, as far as the decommitment coming, you know, fresh out of that into the evening, um, you know, talking to, you know, kind of getting the, the, the mindset for what coach Napier wants to do with the program, how he, how his vision is with things. Um, you know, and then I get a text, you know, close to 1115 yeah. that night, you know, kind of giving me a heads up on that. You know, it was kind of a shock to me just because you've seen never uh, Nick Evers be really vocal on recruiting for Florida kind of being that, you know, I know I said before we started recording, you know, they're kind of like the first family of the Florida 2022 class with how vocal of them have been, you know, as far as Florida and recruiting and all those types of things. Um, but, you know, it, interestingly, I was told that, you know, during that meeting, um, that, you know, Coach Napier, um, one of the big reasons for Evers opening things up was because, you know, he wanted to be the one quarterback in this class. You know, he wanted to be the only guy they recruited. You know, it, it seems like possibly that Napier's looking for maybe a guy of his own. You know, I, I was, you know, I don't think this is a situation where Nick Evers was dropped, but I think this is one of those things to where he wanted to be the one guy in the class and, you know, wanted to be the guy, you know, to lead that class as far as playing the quarterback because there is only one ball. You know, you can only have right. one quarterback on the field. There's only one ball. Um, so I'm interested to see how things play out going forward. You know, I haven't really heard any type of quarterback board piecing things together. Um, I know there's been a little bit of buzz on Walker Howard, the LSU commit who lives in Lafayette. Um, he was Napier's first offer, um, you know, when he was, or excuse me, uh, Napier was Walker's first offer. Whenever he was a recruit, he landed that offer from Louisiana Lafayette, a guy in his backyard, heard they have a good relationship. I know that Walker is expected to visit LSU this weekend. Um, so I think that's something to monitor, you know, could it be a portal guy? Could you see some new offers go out? That's kind of the questions I have right now as I kind of collect things together and look into things, but you know, that that's gonna, you know, what we've got coming out of those two decommitments from Florida's class. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, both with recruiting and, and kind of what Napier's plan is and coaching. And I think right now, you know, if you're if you're reading the message boards, if you're on Twitter, uh, I think, Blake, it's safe to say there's a fair bit of angst, uh, maybe frustration. Uh, how much of that do you think is just a product of maybe the uncertainty, right? Like Billy Napier told us, you know, we need to be patient and he's going to be very deliberate with his approach, how much is Florida fans maybe uh, one kind of buying into Evers early on as the guy that was kind of the centerpiece of that 2022 class. And you, and you kind of have a healthy respect for guys like that uh, versus just maybe not knowing exactly what the plan is going forward from here. Yeah, you know, I think it could be a little bit of both. You know, obviously uncertainty is it's it makes people feel unsettling. You know, change is hard for people and you're seeing change from a new regime coming over. Um, you know, and like you said, in Billy Napier's introductory press conference, he said things are going to be, you know, have to be patient. You know, things they're going to evaluate things. You know, you hear how methodical he is with everything. Um, you know, I've even had some of the guys in the 2022 class say that, you know, Napier had wanted them to or them to send him a video of them working out. So not only is he evaluating guys target by wise going forward, but he's also doing his homework on the guys that are in the class. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, the uncertainty is certainly one thing because you're, you know, a week away from the early signing period, you don't have a quarterback in the class. So, you know, that's obviously unsettling, you know, and you have guys that you have committed in the class and fans are, you know, I mean, it's short for fanatic, you know, they're, they're fans right. of guys that are going to be future Gators. They're fans of guys that, you know, Florida, you know, they're going to be wearing the orange and blue. Um, so, you know, and you have a guy that's really recruited heavily for Florida. Um, he's been very vocal, you know, and, and a guy, you know, you always have some kind of fondness for a guy that's going to be a Gator. You know, you see fans that are fond of guys that are going to be in the class. You know, they do their homework. They do their research on them. They watch their film, um, you know. So there's a lot of things there. Um, you know, I, I think right now, 
Um, you know, you see a lot of the guys in the class, you know, Florida sitting at nine commitments right now. And I believe last time I looked, that was 58 or 59th in the team rankings. Um, so, you know, I think that fans in general, you know, they, they wanted to see a mad dash for the signing day. You know, they wanted to see some guys get added in there. You know, I think it's tough whenever you have a guy that was literally introduced the Sunday before, yeah. you know, the week of the early signing period. So you're really trying to mend relationships. There's uncertainty on, you know, former coaching staff members that are going to be there that built relationships with these guys for more than just the last year. You know I mean? Some of these guys have been recruited by Mullen and them from whenever they were, you know, first hired or, you know, you know, early on in the recruiting process for some of these guys. So the uncertainty, I think there also, you know, you, you expected, you know, Florida to reach out to some of the commitments that haven't heard from Napier yet. You know, you'd expect, you know, some of the guys you didn't expect to not have a quarterback commit, you know, heading into this hire with Billy Napier, you know, whenever he was first announced on Sunday. So I think right now where you just see a lot of the guys that are, you know, leaving the class right now, there's a lot of change and change is hard. So I think that's, what's making things tough, especially whenever you, you know, there's always excitement whenever the early signing period comes. It's, you know, it's, I've seen guys that, you know, take off work for the day so they can read yeah. and see who Florida signs, you know, so there's Which a lot of excitement there. We do. We definitely appreciate that. Um, but, you know, at this point, you know, you see a lot of guys that have been in this class for a while, you know, guys that, you know, you, you've you followed along with, you've watched their film, you've you know, kind of talked yourself into, you know, what this guy is going to do at Florida. And, you know, whenever you have something happen like this so close to signing day, you know, I, I can get the angst there. But, you know, I, I have to say you have to be patient. You have to, you know, I guess see how the process goes just because everyone just needs to evaluate what's going on forward. You know, is there, is there a method to the madness here? You know, in a couple of years, will things work out, you know, with, you know, seeing how some of the guys at Billy Napier ads or maybe ads in February for the, you know, the national signing day, the second signing day. Um, so at this point, you know, I'm in evaluation mode. I'm seeing how things work out because, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, you know? So I, I yeah. guess, I don't know if that really answered your question. I feel like I, I think kind it, of rambled on there, but you know, for me, it's, I, I think it's going to be a slow moving process as he figures out what's in the class and what, what guys that he wants, what guys does Billy Napier see as Billy Napier type of guys. Right. And I think it, I think it does. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think one of the things that is tough is, you know, with the last two coaches recruiting has very obviously been an issue. And I think one of the selling points for Billy Napier coming in at, you know, when the administration's trying to pitch or pitch him to the fans, so to speak, after they've made their decision is, you know, one, he can organize a, a great staff. He's supposed to be very detailed and meticulous, but two, he's supposed to be a really good recruiter. The whole idea is you give him the resources. He's going to be able to come in and, and really start to get Florida on that Alabama, Georgia level of recruiting. And the reality is that's not going to happen overnight. Uh, the flip side is the optics right now, Blake, are, are pretty pretty bad when you have, you know, already kind of a class that before these two decommitments was ranked dead last in the SEC, you only had 11 guys. Now you lose two of the guys that at least on paper are ranked pretty highly. Uh, there's kind of this, this sense that, you know, already we're seeing signs that maybe, uh, you know, some, some people, I, I'm not, I don't want to say we, cause I don't, I don't feel this way at all, but some people I think are seeing signs that it's like, oh no, here we go again. And I think Florida fans are just so beaten down after really the last three coaches and, and kind of it's happened in different ways. You know, uh, Will Muschamp obviously was a good recruiter, but the last two coaches weren't. And so, yeah, there's, there's going to be a higher focus, I think, from the fans on recruiting. I think the, the key point is, you know, those, those changes don't happen overnight. And then the other thing is, you know, wherever this class may end up ranked, it, it's not going to be good. But the difference is, you know, comparing it historically is maybe not quite apples to apples in the sense that, you know, the transfer portal exists in a way now that it didn't five years ago. True. And so I, I do think there's an argument to be made for Napier's approach in terms of being patient 
and not signing guys just to sign guys. Don't don't waste initial counters taking guys just to fill a class when you'll have more time after this early signing period to evaluate some transfers that you can get in that can help immediately. And then you can take, in my opinion, a really big class in 2023, what you would typically consider that bump class for a coach. And I think that's where you really focus on those evals. That's where you really want to start to see big time, four-star, five-star guys, top 150 types, top 100 types, start to to kind of, you know, see the vision playing out at Florida. And that's where you build it. Um, Blake, I guess real quickly before we kind of shift to to the coaching staff, what what is this staff's goal right now before the early signing period? And I know that's a, a tricky answer because we're still continuing to build sources with the new coaching staff. Uh, what is your take on on kind of how they're approaching the next week or two, particularly with you know official visits this weekend? You know, at one point I had a lot of guys on the official visit weekend list, you know, guys that were committed to Florida. Um, you know, some of those guys haven't heard from the coaching staff. There's still some uncertainty. So, you know, I've kind of cut some guys back on the official visit list. And that's not to say that they won't officially visit. It's just I'm kind of waiting to see what's going on because it is it does seem like a very slow, methodical moving process because you've got the week of where, you know, Coach Billy Napier is on the road seeing a lot of kids. Some of the assistants are either with them or seeing guys on their own. Um, you know, so at this point I'm kind of seeing – who they see, you know, who's signing in December, you know, because you would think that those are kind of the, you know, the top guys that they're going after, you know, whenever you've got a guy that's signing in a week, you have to build relationships quick. Will they work out? You know, you never really know, but at this point he's kind of kicking the tires on those guys. You know, he's seen some of the commits in the class, you know, obviously he's been talking to some of them, some of them he hasn't been talking to. So those are kind of the things that I'm keeping an eye on because I do think there's still a lot of things to play out, even though it's, you know, we're hitting the midweek part of the week. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of waiting to see who hears from Coach Napier, who doesn't, you know, where do they go see guys? And as I continue to build the official visitor list right now, I, as far as I know it, you know, there is a tab on Swamp 24-7. If you go to the recruiting tab and drop down to official visits, there are guys that I have put on there for the official visit list. And that's guys that have told me that they'll be officially visiting this weekend. So I'm kind of waiting to see how things play out there. You know, this weekend could be, you know, where, like I said, I thought it was going to be a pretty big weekend. It could be a very small weekend, you know, where guys coming in, um, it could be a fairly, I don't want to say quiet early signing period, but, you know, at this point, you know, you've got nine commitments in the class, two guys from the class that recently backed away from things. You know, like I said, he's got guys that are sending him film of them working out. Um, some guys that haven't heard from him. So, you know, there's some uncertainty there. So could there be more attrition from the class? I mean, if you don't hear from a coach in a couple of days, you know, heading into right. signing period, you know, I, I certainly think there could be, but I still think there's things to play out because just because, you know, at, at 11 a.m. on Wednesday morning, you know, could he have not heard from, a, you know, Coach Napier yet, but, you know, could a guy have heard from him later in the afternoon or on Thursday or things like that? So I do think there's still things to play out. So I do think there's some patience that needs to be implemented here as you see how things play out. Because again, I do think it's going to be a slow moving process. And I know that that's hard for people because you think the week before early signing period, you think it's like the mad dash to the finish and, you know, things are all over the place and, you know, you're going a million miles an hour and not to say that I'm not going a million miles an hour and you are for directions, sure, <laughs> but there are things that where I need to check on things, to see where it's right. going on. You know, you've got a guy that you may visit today, um, you know, you've got guys like Francois Knowlton, the defensive end commit from down in Miami, the three-star offensive lineman Jalen Farmer, guys like that who have told me already that they don't plan to sign until February. You know, you're still filling out a coaching staff here, so there's still relationships that need to be rebuilt. You know, you have a guy like Shamar James, the former Florida commit, the four-star linebacker, was visited by Billy Napier on Tuesday evening. You know, he was at one point thinking about visiting Florida this weekend for an official visit. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Is that uncertainty from the former coaching staff being gone that there's relationships being built? Um, you know, I think Alabama and Georgia are in a really good spot there. 
Um, you know, some of these guys that I've already covered on the site, mapping out the recruiting visits and, you know, kind of catching up with the guys that, you know, do visit with the coaching staff and getting their thoughts on how things went and what the vision is that coach Napier is planning them out for. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's weird because it is like a thing where a million things are going on, but it does seem like a very slow moving process to where he's not only evaluating the targets and seeing those guys and guys that he wants to you know, pursue, but he's also kind of evaluating that commitment list, you know, seeing guys that fit his mold, what he wants to do. So it's kind of a getting to know thing, you know, an introductory process, not only for the targets that you're trying to sign, but the guys who've been committed in the class as well. And I think it's a little bit unconventional, right? Because a lot for a lot of coaches that take over, you know, a week, two weeks before that early signing period, it is a mad rush to the finish. And I think it's a little bit of an unconventional approach uh, to basically do what Billy Napier is doing and say, hey, we're not going to take guys. Don't expect a big class on the early signing period. My sense is they may not even send out a whole lot of NLIs for guys to sign. So it's definitely an interesting approach. And guys, if you think, uh, you know, if you think uh, Blake has been doing a lot on the site on Swamp 24-7, and he certainly has, he has been all over recruiting. You guys cannot imagine the amount of hours he's putting in behind the scenes to to work on uh, building a network of sources and, and and really just tracking down and vetting a lot of this info. So, Blake, I, I wanted to publicly thank you on the show for that because I know it's it has been absolutely hectic, uh, really really for the last couple of weeks. But you know, especially for you in this in this quote unquote not mad rush to the finish. So let's take a quick the slow uh, moving mad rush. The slow moving mad rush. There it is. Let's take a quick commercial break, Blake. And then when we come back on the other side, we'll touch a little bit more on the staffing front, because obviously that's also a big piece to this in terms of, you know, you got to have your staff in place for a lot of these guys to feel comfortable signing in the first place. So right after this commercial break, we'll be back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Swamp 24-7 podcast. I'm Thomas Goldcamp here with recruiting guru Blake Alderman. Blake, I know there's been a lot to cover. Recruiting, obviously, is your, your focus. Coaching staff, maybe a little bit more my focus as far as how Billy Napier is constructing his staff. So I think for you know people that may not be on the Swamp 24-7 message boards, what I want to do is quickly outline some of the hires that have happened. Uh, running backs coach Jabbar Jaluk coming over from Louisiana, and then co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach Patrick Tony. Those are the two hires as far as on-field guys that have been made official. I don't know that they will be the last 
hires from the ULL program. They're still working towards a bowl game there. Um, but I think it's safe to say there probably won't be a ton of on-field staffers that, that come over from UL. This is, this is a job, obviously, Blake, where Florida is capable of attracting some big-time assistants. With uh, Billy Napier's time that he spent at Alabama, at some of these other places, he has a lot of guys uh, that he's had coaching crossover with who may get a chance to come here to Florida. But Blake, like recruiting, the staffing so far has been kind of a similar story. You know, Billy Napier's got two guys in that are helping him right now with some of these visits and stuff like that. Uh, but for the most part, I think there's going to be a little bit of a waiting period for some of these other coaching hires to take place. Blake, in no small part, that is to me because of how many head coaching openings there are this cycle. There's just a lot of guys out there that are going to be weighing multiple opportunities. And I think Florida is going to have to let that play out to a certain degree. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, you've got things playing out with coaching guys. You know, even if you go to the NFL, that, that season's obviously longer than the bowl season. Um, you know, there's, there's just a lot of wait and see right now. And I think that's tough for a lot of fans too, because, you know, you, you want to get that coaching staff filled out. You want to see who's going to be the guy you want to, you know, see how the initial staff is going to play out because it's important to have guys that you trust guys that are going to do a good job, you know, coaching, recruiting, all those types of things. Uh, and, you know, whenever you have a guy like Napier that comes in, you know, with a tab of being a really good recruiter coming in from, you know, where he's at Bama, he's, you know, obviously worked under Nick Saban and Clemson where he's worked under Davo Sweeney, both schools that have traditionally recruited really well. And, you know, several recent years here, you know, Bama obviously has been recruiting well for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you've got those guys coming in. So you really want to give Napier and the guys that have been on the trail now some help. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how things play out right now. You know, I know that you want to bring some of those guys from, you know, that you're familiar with, you know, like a coach Jaluk from Louisiana Lafayette and obviously coach Tony, um, who's kind of known as, you know, an up and coming type of coach, you know, young guy that's going to, you know, really, you know, really, you know, kind of infuse things, you know, and have pair him with another co-defensive coordinator. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out there. So, um, you know, you still have some things to fill out. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this coaching staff does fill out because again, that initial coaching staff is very important. You know, obviously we'll see how things change. If things work, things don't work in the future, but you want to have solid footing for sure. Whenever you have that first staff in there. And I think the, the important thing to remember too, is, is again, I go back to this Billy Napier hire in a lot of ways was about getting somebody in there that can sort of modernize Florida, right? And get them to the place where Alabama and Georgia are as far as program infrastructure. And I think one of the important things about staffing to point out, Blake, is that Florida has upped its assistant coaching pool salary pool by quite a bit. Um, Billy Napier was given $7.5 million to work with for his 10 on-the-field assistants. Um, Jaluk and Tony, as young guys, kind of up and comers, probably not going to command towards the higher end of the salary range we've seen at Florida over the last couple of years. I mean, Todd Grantham was making $1.8 million a year. So you, you take that into account. I think the Gators have the money to really attract some of these big name prospects. But Blake, the other thing that's interesting and I, and I think is worth talking about is the $5 million piece that Billy Napier has been allocated for some of these support staff roles. And I think it's very clear that Billy Napier plans to aggressively expand kind of the entire department there from player personnel to which is uh, great. All of that stuff. It's, it's long overdue at Florida and probably doesn't get talked about enough. I know we talk about Florida has been behind in facilities for a while and the $85 million facility will help there, but the infrastructure at Florida, while it has improved still isn't as big as some of these other places. And, and, Big doesn't necessarily mean good. You still have to have direction like that. The, the overall number of people kind of working behind the scenes improved under Dan Mullen's tenure. 
but I always felt like there wasn't really a clear direction necessarily. And so that's going to be what's interesting to watch from Billy Napier. I think the other cool thing about Napier, at least to me, that I like is because he's he's got such a broad, big staff, and this was true even at Louisiana, he ends up hiring a lot of young, hungry guys who are out ready to prove themselves, right? And and to me, that that is one way to really ensure that you always have a group that is pushing forward, is trying to you know push the envelope. And one of the things, Blake, this seems probably minor to a lot of people. Florida never really, in my to that I can recall, ever really publicized or pushed off the field hires, right? In terms of the PR arm, it, it was one of those things where like we would kind of have to check and see did they did they hire this guy? Did they add him? What kind of roles he doing? And that was kind of like behind the scenes reporting for us. Well, so far under Billy Napier, they have been very quick to kind of publicly put out press releases on some of these behind the scenes PR, uh, not PR, but behind the scenes QC quality control type people, um, support staff hires in a way that to me, that speaks to Billy Napier's overall vision of everybody in the program, everybody associated with the program is all in on helping this thing have success. And so I think when you talk to people that are familiar with Billy Napier, and I've spent a lot of time talking to sources before he was hired and after he's been hired at Florida, the thing that a lot of people point to is Billy Napier is the same guy with the quality control staffer that's making $40,000 as he is with his highly, you know, most highly paid assistant coach. He, he's a very genuine guy. And it's funny, I think a lot of Florida fans are, are almost don't know what to do with some of the comments about being patient and we're not going to sign a lot of guys on early signing day because they're so unused to having a Florida coach that just kind of tells them like, it is how it is. You know Transparency. What I mean? it's not yeah, I mean, like, you know, this guy would actually probably admit to you that he saw the band walking into the stadium. Uh, so there's a little bit of like of a cognitive disconnect there where I think fans are like, wait, wait, wait what? Um, but really, I think. What does it mean? Yeah. And I, I think this is a completely random note. I'm sure most people won't think twice of it. But to put out PR press releases on guys who typically would be afterthoughts in college football speaks to, I think, the culture and the vision that Billy Napier wants to push. Um, Blake, a couple of those guys real quick. Mark Hockey has been hired as the uh, strength and conditioning, the head of strength and conditioning. We don't know exactly yet which guys may or may not be kind of retained from the previous staff. It does sound like all of the on-field assistant coaches from Dan Mullen's staff will no longer be on-field coaches under Billy Napier. And to me, Blake, I think that's a good thing. I, I, you know, there are certain coaches you can make a case for. I think Christian Robinson is one that personally, I think I could easily be fine with Christian Robinson staying around. I think players love him. I think he's a really good recruiter. I think he's a probably even a better recruiter than his results under Dan Mullen have shown. And he fits that very humble, good person type of field. Humble, good person, hungry. Type of what he seems like Napier's trying to build in those offices. Um, But I think from a bigger picture standpoint, Blake, one of the things I like about Napier's approach so far is it does not seem like he's going to be the type that is worried about sort of how things are perceived from the outside. I think he's going to root out some of the old culture issues, root and stem, and that starts with bringing in your guys and making sure that everybody has bought into it because it's human nature to, you know, if you're retained as an assistant coach to, to want to kind of relate to your players and kind of present their side of things. But you can run into some chemistry issues there. So I don't personally have a problem with Billy Napier assembling his staff and everything. We'll see how the hires shake out. You certainly want to get high level names and you don't want to be missing on guys that you're targeting 
that maybe go, you know, to a Mario Cristobal staff or something like that. Uh, but Blake, I got to say, I'm, I'm impressed with the approach uh, in some of the simple things that Billy Napier's done in terms of staffing. And we'll see where these hires go. Um, I'm curious to, you know, to hear your thoughts on that. But to me, emphasizing those roles that typically are viewed as less important speaks volumes to me. Yeah, you know, those are the guys that, you know, the behind the scenes guys, you know, the guys in the recruiting offices, you know, I think that, that, you know, kind of highlighting those guys, you know, before you'd have a guy that was hired at Florida in the recruiting offices and, you know, you really didn't know that he was hired until he, you know, updated his Twitter profile or, you know, updated his bio or, you know, some something to that effect had some kind of update on social media. So you're seeing that, you know, recruiting is important, you know, they're making it part of the infrastructure. I personally like that you're seeing, you know, or at least hearing that, you know, it's going to be a pretty big office because, again, that's something that I think Florida has been lacking. And, uh, you know, putting the effort into that and making that part of, you know, the infrastructure of the program, you know, I think that, again, that's things we were hearing that was important whenever Billy Napier was negotiating things when coming to Florida. And I think that whenever you have, you know, at a school like Florida, you know, again, the money that that previously have been spending on recruiting. It's a lot of money to you or me or, you know, a fan listening to this podcast, but it's not a lot of money compared to, you know, the Georgias, the Alabamas. Right. If you want to recruit against those guys, yes, you need to win those battles on the field and pitching things and building relationships and closing recruiting out and, you know, really kind of being a dog on the trail. Those are all extremely important. And I'm not trying to downplay those things, but if you have an army of guys in that recruiting office compared to some of these other schools, and you're just working with, you know, maybe, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to get the number right, but maybe seven, eight, 10 guys in there, you know, that's not going to cut it compared to wherever you've got different guys in different roles at a school like Georgia or Alabama. You need to be able, if you want to compete with those schools, not only do you need to do all those things recruiting wise that I said, but you need to have the resources, the people in there, the manpower, all those things are extremely important. And I think Napier putting an emphasis on that and Florida agreeing to do an emphasis on that and having more, you know, money pulling for, you know, facilities like they're doing and having more money towards recruiting and those types of things. Those are the things that are going to help you, you know, yes, does a facility having a standalone facility for a kid to come see, you know, that has, you know, uh, recording booths and a lazy river and all those type waterfalls and cool things. Yes. Those are good because those are what other schools have. That's how you keep up with the Joneses. But those aren't things that are going to land kids. You know, you can go in there and you can show them those things and you can say that, you know, we have this, we have that, these resources for you. We have tutoring. We have all these things there. But being able to identify those guys and build those relationships, because the way recruiting works, those guys in the recruiting offices, they're the ones who start out building those relationships. They identify film. They bring those to the coaches, the coaches, yes or no on an offer. And then you see a coach kind of take over and really become the main recruiter or position area coach, whatever it may be. But those guys in the recruiting offices, you have more eyes that are able to watch film. You have more guys that are able to talk to recruits and kind of start things off and continue to build those relationships after a coach steps in. Just having more manpower there, there are, there are literally no negatives to that. And that's something that's been long overdue for Florida. Yeah. I mean, I think the only negative, if there was one would be if you know you have too many guys and, and too many you have guys in the kitchen over, type of thing that can yeah. happen but as long as the direction is clear and the vision is organization clear, is there it's important and the, in a recruiting office and, and the organizational structure that's exactly right is is as long as that's in place there's having more resources can only be a positive like i guess the last thing i wanted to say on the coaching hires because i know that people are a little bit frustrated that there hasn't been more news particularly you know uh, people that subscribe to, to sites like swamp 24 7 they're kind of, you know, wanting to know what's going on. I, I think I would not be surprised if there wasn't a whole lot of assistant coaching news before this early signing period. I do think the period after the early signing period until about January 8th or so is going to be really, really interesting to watch 
from the standpoint of, like you talked about, NFL coaches that Florida appears to be targeting having their seasons uh, come to a close, and then also the transfer portal. I think a lot of fans right now, going back to the recruiting thing, are focused on kind of seeing some results. They want to see some early results. I don't know that we're going to see much of that in the next week. I think it's going to be the three weeks or so after that where you're going to start to see more of the vision kind of play out, where you get a couple more assistant coaching hires. Um, It looks maybe more like what probably a lot of fans envisioned happening when Billy Napier was hired. But I think, again, I think the timeline that Billy Napier laid out in his initial press conference is going to hold pretty accurate. I think he was telling you the truth. He, he pretty bluntly told you his, his, his plan, his process. And now it's just a matter of, of watching it play out. And so don't be a prisoner to the moment. I think, you know, these recruiting classes, transition classes are never very good. I think you can just as easily hurt yourself by taking too many guys just to take them rather than kind of, you know, having a very process oriented vision and then kind of going from there. But Blake, I'll leave it at that. I know you've got a ton to get to with recruiting. Uh, I've got a phone call that just came in that I got to get to. Uh, So that'll do it for today's episode of the podcast, guys. We appreciate you tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.